Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. And now, a special edition of the Toddcast podcast. COVID certainly slowed the world down and put a strain on our economy, kept people in-house on quote-unquote lockdown. But that also means there was a ton of time for us to do interviews, and we've had some absolute beauties this year. And that's what this week is all about. You'll hear from nine guests in this best of 2020 podcast. A reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We're part of the Dean Blundell network out of Toronto as well at deanblundell.com and the Boot Crew Media network out of New Orleans at bootcrewmedia.com, spell K-R-E-W-E. That said, let's get into this best of 2020 podcast and highlights from some musical guests this year. David Gogo, has been playing guitar since the age of five. At 15, he got the chance to meet Stevie Ray Vaughan at the Royal Theatre in Victoria. A life-changing moment, a big moment in his life, as you might expect. At 16, David was getting regular work as a musician. Then he formed a band called The Persuaders. They opened up for some great bands, Johnny Winter, Buddy Guy... David is a Maple Blues Award winner, multiple Juno Awards nominee, Western Canadian Music Awards nominee, and when he was a guest, we talked about his career highlights and playing on stage with B.B. King. I've sat in with um, Albert Collins, Johnny Winter, and B.B. King. So probably, you know, Johnny was always a hero, but I'd have to say to get, you know, to be standing on stage and, and trading guitar like the BB King, that's probably got to be it. And like, what's that, what's that like? <laughs> like well, I was, there's BB King playing with you. Really? I was 21 or 22 at the time. So it was even more surreal, you know? Yeah. But the fact, the fact that he was a really super nice guy made it so much easier. I bet. You know, it's, it's, it, so he, he was just encouraging. In fact, I was kind of playing quietly because I was trying to be respectful. And he, he kind of cocked his hand behind his ear and said, like, I can't hear you. And the bass player looked at me and goes, turn it up. Right. Like encouraging. Let's go. Yeah. So I turned the amp up and, uh, and there I was. So it was. But it was weird. It was over in Switzerland. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I was walking on sunshine. You know, like, wow, I just played with B.B. King. So I went down to an after-hours jam and Mm-hmm. Played a bunch more and actually played with Beebe's band. Just kind of fronted the band. I did that, but by the time I got back to my hotel room, I just couldn't sleep. And yeah, there's no sleep that looking, night. No, and no. I, I kind of looked at the clock and I tried to phone some people back in Canada. And you know, back then it was a little more difficult. You had to phone through the hotel and everything. Mm-hmm. But I just I, I couldn't sleep. I went, wow, holy shit! I just I just played on stage with BB King. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. You'll know Anti-Flag is a politically charged band. Their lyrics, their activism focused on human rights. Lately, they've shown support for the global Occupy Together movement. And when their singer, Justin Sane, was a guest in early 2020, late February kind of thing, we talked about U.S. politics. If you follow the band, you won't be surprised at what he had to say. I think it's important to talk about just in that we're not living in normal times. I mean, we right now have a president that has normalized 
racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, um, bigotry in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's important that, that we acknowledge that so that we can push back against it. And, and, you know, I think it's important for us to state publicly where we stand right now and to know that, um, you know, it, it's not a time where, I, where people can sit on the sidelines. I, I, I just think that, you know, I don't want to, in 10 years, somebody to ask me, how the fuck did you let that happen? Mm-hmm. And for me just to say, yeah, I didn't raise my voice. I didn't, I didn't uh, try to push back against that. Um, but, you know, I think the antidote to it in a lot of ways, because our politics is so divisive right now, and it's so ugly, uh, you know, just in the fact that we literally have a president who encourages his followers to commit violence against other citizens of our country right. um, and people who are different than them. Um, and, and for that reason, I think the antidote to that is kindness. You know, I think in 2020, it's punk as fuck to be kind um, because the status quo is to to be a, a racist, bigoted xenophobe. Mm. And, uh, you know, making that extra effort, you know, just to be good to the people around you. And, you know, so I've, I'm honestly like, I've been making a conscious effort when I'm in public, like to be more thoughtful of people, to be more mindful of people. Um, and, and of course, in my personal life too. And to say that Jane's Addiction is one of the most influential rock bands of the 90s would be accurate. Their first two albums, Nothing Shocking, Ritual, Delavitual, cemented their place in rock and earned them a cult-like following. Then in 1991, their farewell tour. It's the launch of the first Lollapalooza, literally making them cultural icons. They reunited in 97 with Flea from the Chili Peppers, now on bass. In 2008, the original lineup reunited. They toured the world. They released The Great Escape Artist in 2011, their fourth album. They were nominated for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2016. And when Jane's Addiction drummer Stephen Perkins was a guest, how cool is this? We talked about Perry Farrell putting together Lollapalooza with a bunch of the bands and friends that they knew and respected. The first Lollapalooza was a great combination of bands that we loved. But none of the bands could sell the tickets by themselves. Chili Peppers was 92, but the first Lollapalooza was 91. Right. But the, the, the first Lollapalooza, we had Butthole Surfers, Henry Rollins, uh, Ice-T and Body Count, uh, Susie, Living right. Color, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, even the Violent Femmes and Fishbone joined up for three shows. It's not really talked about as much because they weren't on the original lineup, but they came in. And it was... Um, it was a realization for not only promoters and the industry that this music now can sell tickets just as uh, the, the hard rock, heavy metal, Van Halen's and Motley Crue's were selling tickets. So, uh, but we needed this, we needed a, a package, so to speak, but we only had one stage, you know, the show started at one in the afternoon and then Henry came out, you know, and it wasn't a bunch of different stages and a different things happening all through and you got to, mingle from one place to another. It was mm-hmm. concentrated. Mm-hmm. But um, it really was about Jane's addiction and uh, seeing sort of like the tip of the arrow. I mean, we needed the whole stick to be the arrow, but we were the arrowhead. 
and we were sharpened, and we were, uh, uh, you know, we had vision. And even in the L.A. scene back in the day before all this, the crowd was full of filmmakers and writers and, and, and visionaries. Today's, you know, today's directors were at the gig back then thinking about, wow, I'd make a movie out of this. This would be a cool movie, this scene, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think it was a, a, a collective and a, and a collaboration and also, it was global, pulling Susie out of England over here, you know, pulling Living Color from New York. You know, we, we tried to make sure that that actual tour represented everything that we thought was a quality. And, and, had, and in a sense, rock and roll doesn't really mean much. Except, in my opinion, it means, you know, do it your way. And, and Susie did not sound like Living Color, and they weren't going to do gigs together. Mm. The butthole surfers, you know, weren't going to do gigs with body count, but we did. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it was this beautiful, you know, it was like a, it was like mixing at the bar. You know, what are you going to put some vodka, you know, to what, Long Island iced tea. There are seven different types of alcohol <laughs> in there, but it tastes good. You know, so yeah, we were totally. making the Long Island iced tea of, 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 a, of a show. Musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe. Check them out at 579 Dunsmere, downtown Vancouver. Hollowed veins I'm a something else A 
Now, listen to this on the Toddcast Podcast. Chances are you'll best know drummer Dave Lombardo from his time with Slayer. He's on nine of their albums. Without question, one of the best thrash drummers all time. Drummer World named him the godfather of double bass. He's not in Slayer anymore. Instead, he's playing with Suicidal Tendencies, Dead Cross, Mr. Bungle, and The Misfits, where he finds time. And when Dave was a guest, we talked about aliens and the Egyptian pyramids, binge-watching Dead Files, seeing Ted Nugent and ACDC in concert, how punk rock influenced his playing, radio in the 80s, Zeppelin's physical graffiti album. We talked about the power of music and how it heals people. It really is something, isn't it? Listen to this. Music is just, it's my life and yeah. and any in, med- in different mediums, different bands, the variety of work that I do is very satisfying to my character and my nature. You know, it's just, uh, you know, my iPod, uh, you know, or, or iTunes, is, it's just, there. you would be surprised, you know, on the different styles. I bet. And, you know, it's, um, it's just, you got to love all music, man. There's something about music. It, it, it literally heals people. It does. It does. And I find it uh, uh, very healing in a lot of ways and and uh, soothing. Totally. And sometimes even the most, the simplest melodies just puts you in this, uh, you know, kind of euphoric place. Like, wow, that, that is that's a beautiful piece. Yeah. You know, and when it when it pulls, it just, I'm not talking like vocal music. I'm talking like, you know, instrumental. You know, instrumentals when, you know, composers could could pull at your heartstrings, and it's like, oh my god, you know, this piece just, you know, just crushed me. It, you know, in a good way. It just yeah. felt so good. Yeah, yeah. And and then some music is just plain right disturbing, but not <laughs> disturbing in a bad way. In a good way, you know, where it's, man, this makes me, you know, I, I feel like I'm growing demonic wings yeah. or something just by listening to this. Like you know? there's something I eerie that. about that, uh, yeah, that tone or whatever it is, the vibe of that music. I totally know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, big time. And so, yeah, like you say, there's, there's good in all styles of music. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC approved repair shop. Find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com. Is there only this moment? Cause I can't breathe. Lord, help me find the words to speak I feel there's a bad omen that cuts so deep Why do I hide the pain that's killing me Who bring the shovel Who bring the priest to help bury our troubles Away with our beliefs Will they stay for the ceremony Or break us from this prison Oh my, our hearts bleed Oh 
send this transmission with blinded faith. I hope my words are not in vain. Now I lead the procession to watch the rain flood the world of all our mistakes. Who bring the priest to help bury our troubles away with our beliefs? Will they stay for the ceremony or break us from this prison? Oh my, our hearts bleed. Oh my, our hearts. They bleed, crying I don't know how to shake this disease I'm praying down on my knees But I don't believe, oh my Our hearts, they bleed Who bring the shuffle? Who bring the priest? To help bury our troubles away with our beliefs Will they stay for the ceremony or break us from this prison? Oh my, our hearts bleed Oh my, our hearts, they bleed Oh my, our hearts bleed Oh my, our hearts, they bleed I have always loved that guy's sound. The band is Wild Dove, a new project from Devon of Echo, Nebraska. Just put it together a little while back. A new song called All Hearts Bleed and another band that we talked pre-COVID about playing at the railway with the podcast. So hopefully we can dial those things up again uh, with them sometime soon. Prior to Wild Dove, in Listen to This, former Slayer drummer Dave Lombardo, current uh, Suicidal Tendencies, Dead Cross, Mr. Bungle, he talks about the power of music and how it heals people. That is powered by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley. RV repair and service, ICBC accredited. Find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com. It played you a band called Civiliana as well, and a great song for those guys called Carry a Light. A really good band. Looking forward to seeing these guys live. Okay, Todd's Trolls is coming up in just a little bit as well. The stupid, the mean, the hurtful, but really the funny things. You know, the funny things that people say to what you post and what you read, what you see online. This week, my morning jacket, Bill and Ted face the music, and the Indy 500, a best of. They get chirped off. Powered by The Garage, Games and Geekery in Maple Ridge. It's your place to play. Warhammer, D&D, Slay Trolls, lots more. Find them online at garagegames.ca. First, let's get back to more guest highlights in this Best of 2020 podcast and a few of our sporting guests. In May 2012, Marlon Esparza qualified to compete at the 2012 Olympics and became the first woman to qualify for the Olympics in the first year the women's boxing was an Olympic event. She won the bronze medal. 
Maybe you've seen her in the CNN documentary in her corner, Latino in America 2. She was the subject of that documentary. Marlon was voted the Houston Fighter of the Year in 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014. And when Marlon was a guest, she shared her career highlights involving Golden Boy promotions and, of course, competing at the Olympics. I would definitely say right now it would be up in the air between getting signed by Golden Boy or going to the Games. Because I think people are like, oh, get, going to the Olympics would probably be my number one. Mm-hmm. But it's I've gotten so many, people don't realize how many opportunities I've gotten equally, both like financially and just media-wise from both. Yeah. And I can't really say, because until it's all over and said and done, I can't really say which one's better. Right. But as of right now, I guess people would take it as the Olympics. But I mean, I would say it's a draw as of right now between getting signed or, or going to the games. Doug McLean started coaching hockey at the University of New Brunswick in 1980, moving on to be the assistant coach for the St. Louis Blues and Washington Capitals. Eventually, he'd work his way through the system, become the Panthers head coach, got them to the Eastern Conference Championships in 1996. If you remember, he was swept. The team got swept by the Avalanche that year in the final. He was the Blue Jackets general manager in 1998. They didn't make the playoffs during his six seasons with the club. You've seen and heard him on sports radio in Toronto at the Fan 590. 2009, he was on Hockey Central Radio. He was on Sportsnet. And when Doug was a guest of the podcast, he talked about winning or trying to win the Stanley Cup and how hard it is to win the hardest of all sports. Well, it was. Uh, the, the year Crow won it, uh, Crawford won it. He beat a ex- third-year expansion team. I mean, yeah, it was it was a grind. I mean, the, to go through. I mean, we went through the seven weeks to the. We got to the Stanley Cup Finals, and it was a grueling, grueling uh, seven or eight-week experience. But one of the the best experiences you ever through with your life. So winning the Stanley Cup is is unbelievably challenging. When you look at the teams Colorado had to beat to get to the finals and right. the teams we had to beat to get to the finals, it was just unbelievable. And the, the toll it took on the players and the toll it took on the coaches, it was it was just an amazing experience, but it, it really is grueling for everybody, but fun. The best fun you'll ever have in your life. And you can't talk about the NHL's best goaltenders of all time without saying Grant Fuhr's name. Five-time Stanley Cup winner, six All-Star Game appearances, inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2003. Gretzky says he thinks Fuhr is the greatest goaltender in NHL history. And when Grant was a guest, we talked about his time in Edmonton playing with Gretzky, the great one, Messier and Anderson and Curry and from all the teams he played with, clearly those years had to be the best years. Uh, you know what? They're all good years, but being from just outside Edmonton, yeah. anytime you can play at home in front of your friends and family is obviously special. So I'm kind of partial to Edmonton. Yeah. And, and what was that like looking out? You're seeing Gretzky, there's Curry, there's Anderson, there's Messier. Like, wow. Hey, I get the best seat in the house for it. So <laughs> I, mean, I think that's the fun part is I get to see it every day. I get to see it at practice. So I knew what other goalies were facing. Yeah. Easily the best seat in the house to enjoy the show. You're listening to the best of episode of the Toddcast Podcast.
Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. A look at this week's keyboard warriors, Todd's Trolls, on the Toddcast Podcast. And quite honestly, the next time you're surfing around online, you'll see it everywhere. Chirp, chirp, go the trolls. Doesn't matter what it is, no one and nothing is safe. And this week, it's a best of the trolling that we found online in the last little while. They released the follow-up to one of the biggest cult classic movies of our generation. Bill and Ted Face the Music was released August 14th, almost 30 years after their original excellent adventure. New drinking game. Every time Keanu Reeves does that stupid look that he does, drink. Shittiest has two T's in it, right? Want to make sure I get this tweet just right. Hollywood has sucked for decades. There's zero creativity. Can I get an amen? COVID. Canceling and postponing like mad. The Indianapolis 500 was in late August 
even though it was planned for May 24th. Ooh, hard pass. Can't think of a more boring way to spend an afternoon. New drinking game. Every time they complete a lap, drink. This will be the only way to make this interesting. Honestly, I'd rather like piss popsicles than watch a bunch of dudes driving around a track making one big left turn. And My Morning Jacket have a new album out. It's called The Waterfall 2. You could hold a gun to my head and I wouldn't be able to tell you the name of one of their songs or albums. If you're listening to My Morning Jacket, you gotta hand in your man card. Jeez, they missed the boat on this one. They should have called the album Melba Toast. Todd's Trolls on the Toddcast podcast is powered by The Garage, Games and Geekery, your place to play RPGs, board games, and Warhammer in Maple Ridge. Online at garagegames.ca. Show figments.
I don't know what it is about throwing in a banjo and a cello, I believe, in music like that, but it works. That band is Dead Quiet, and the title track from their recently released third album is called Truth and Ruin. Ton of great reviews, seeing them on Facebook and stuff, for this album. I cannot say enough good things about this band. If you're into that riffy hard rock, they are a must-have for the collection. You heard Chase the Bear, and their song was called Home, and we'd actually planned to have them play at the Railway for a podcast show, I think it was back in April, but of course COVID made that an impossibility. Good band. I've seen them play a couple times live, and when we get that sorted, make sure you come to this show. Speaking of live music, you can find info for shows that I find and the ones that bands tell me about with the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. Slowly the scene is coming back. More and more, there's live, there's stream shows. Make sure to get out there and support. If they're asking for donations, they're asking for a reason. Brought to you by Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. 40 plus years experience in the music industry. They're vets. Find out more at mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, back to more guests in this Best of 2020 podcast, episode 228, and a few of our entertainment guests, all of whom are brought to you by Tomes. Can't get to sleep? or have a hard time staying asleep, let them help. The first seven nights are 100% free at tomes.com. That's T-A-U-M-M-H-O-M-S.com. We talked to Dr. Brooke Goldner right around the time the coronavirus was really getting a strong foothold back in March, February, March. A super interesting conversation with her. Uh, She's known for writing three best-selling books, Goodbye Lupus, Goodbye Autoimmune Disease, and Green Smoothie Recipes to Kickstart Your Health and Healing. Maybe you've seen her in documentaries, Eating You Alive, Whitewashed, The Conspiracy Against Your Health. Dr. Goldner has been on the cover of Vegan Health and Fitness Magazine three times. She's been on the cover of Fit Over 40 and is known worldwide for developing a nutrition-based treatment for lupus. And when Dr. Goldner was a guest, we covered lots of ground, including this. Why is it that some people don't remember their dreams? Yeah, so part of it is that we don't store it in the place where we usually put our memories unless we uh, actually speak about it or write about it afterwards. And no one's really clear on why that is, most likely because they're just to help us process our feelings and not meant to become permanent memories. Right. But... um, Yeah, so I know the only dreams I remember are ones that I talked about immediately afterwards and I made them real. Uh, But I do have distinct memories of uh, that feeling of flying. It's more like floating, but uh, it's one of my favorite things in my dreams. Hmm. I don't think I've ever dreamed about flying. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I don't think I have. I know, right? Like what? Long story short, adult film star Sarah Vandella grew up with hippie parents. They lived in Long Island in New York. At the age of 22, she started dancing in clubs, has been in triple X movies since 2007, and has worked with the big companies, Vivid and Hustler and Reality Kings. She's been nominated multiple times for Adult Video Network Awards. Listen to Sarah talk about adult performers being targeted on social media and losing their accounts out of nowhere. Yeah, and thank you for bringing that up, Todd, because this just happened to me uh, recently, two weeks ago. My Instagram account, which had well over 200,000 followers, mm-hmm. um, was, was deleted because I promoted my Mustang Ranch dates. And they said I was soliciting services for wow. prostitution. Now, yeah. And I, I understand where they're coming from, but um, 
all I did was provide the dates I would be at the ranch and an email. And even on email, we're not allowed to discuss rates and we can't cross the line because it could shut us down. Right. Um, it's just a tool to use to get to know clients, get to know their, de- their desires and for us to be better caregivers, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, it's just a shame. It's a shame that we're being targeted. Instagram deleted me with no warning. And so I had to start over well, like 200,000 <laughs> so people. That's not over. fucking around. That's a lot of people that no. you just suddenly lost contact with. And I'm, and I'm grateful for those people because a lot of my peers are well in the deep 500K or right. even well over a million followers like Riley Reed and Kendra Lust, et cetera. Right. And, and, and that's awesome. But yeah, I was very grateful and proud of my 250,000 followers, whatever it was. And if you've ever thought about having a career in radio, listen to the full interview with on-air personality Randy Chase. Find it at our iTunes and Spotify SoundCloud pages. Her story is super inspiring. She has a ton of drive, determination. We first met each other when she was still doing a morning show here in Vancouver. She since moved on to Red Deer, Alberta, still doing mornings. When Randy called up, we talked about first concerts, and hers is beauty. My first concert, that's such a good question. Um, Besides, like, when you're little, I went to Sharon Lewis and Bram, and I totally remember it. Yeah, nice. Um, Well, that's that's your first. You remember it. I mean, that's your first, right? I I do remember it. I I friggin' loved that trio. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My first concert that I could recall was the Backstreet Boys. Mm. (laughs) Holy crap. I love them. Like, setting the bar out of the gate. Like, that show had to rule. Oh, my God. Like, it blew your mind. I was crying. I was like, I was um, just turning, I was 11, and we went to the Montreal Forum, and my parents, I remember they got it for me for Christmas, and I remember opening up the gift, and I was sobbing, (laughs) just obsessed with the Backstreet Boys. Like, I've seen them nine times. Well, nine, that's crazy. I love them. And then I remember the Fugees was my second concert. Quite different. Great shows, back-to-backs. Except one, I walked out high. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder what Very high. Hmm. <laughs> it wasn't the Backstreet Boys. Let's, yeah, thanks for the hint. Entertainment guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Tomes, where quality sleep matters. Find out more at Tomes.com. That's T-A-U-M-M-H-O-M-S dot com.
How about that? A little kick in the teeth to wrap things up. Cobra Ramon and a new song for those guys. A rocker, Black Mountain, another band that was scheduled to have played a podcast show, opening up for Econoline Crush earlier this summer. Of course, COVID, making sure you didn't get to see that one either. Hopefully, all of that will change soon enough. And that is going to do it for this one. Episode 228, a best of 2020 podcast. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening right to the very end. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends. You can subscribe again on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. We're on the Dean Blundell Network out of Toronto at deanblundell.com. Cool site. And the Boot Crew Media Network out of New Orleans at bootcrewmedia.com. Comment and rate the podcast. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. Of course, huge thanks to all of our wonderful sponsors. We could not do it without their unwavering support. Just amazing. Find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca on the homepage. And if you want to sponsor the podcast, we have a couple spaces open right now for as little as 10 bucks a day. Hit me up. There's contact info at the homepage. Maybe we can uh, work together and do something. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark toddhancock.ca. Hi, it's Jennifer, a founder of the Go Kid Go Network. Do your kids love wacky worlds, superheroes, and inventing? Of course they do. That's why our shows Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow are set in Pflugerville, the nonstop fun and adventure universe where imagination, creativity, STEM, and positive role models abound. Join the Pflugerville fun by searching for Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.